Hey, welcome home, everybody. You're watching Legacy Television. I'm Jeremy Pearson. So thankful, so honored that you chose to tune into the broadcast today. I'm so excited about what the Lord is doing through this ministry. We are so blessed just to be used by Him. That is the aim, the goal of our lives, just to say, Lord, use us. If you can use us to impact somebody through this television broadcast or as we travel and minister the Word, that is the thrill and the passion of our lives. So for you to be watching this today, does it does us good because without you sitting there watching this, I don't know who it's for. This is, this is for you. This that we're ministering today, I believe is a word of God that's for you. So if you're able to, I want you to get a Bible, maybe even get something to write with, take some notes today if you can. Uh, if not, just follow along and let the Lord speak to you today. Let's pray, get right into the word. Father, we love you so much and we thank you for loving us. We are so thankful to have your word to come to today, to have your word to stand on. And as we do, Lord, I ask you for and believe that we receive eyes that see Jesus, ears that hear his voice, hearts that understand who we are in him, who Jesus is in us. We thank you and we praise you for every good thing you're doing in our lives, in and through this ministry, Lord. We thank you for it and we give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Now listen, several weeks ago on the broadcast, we began a series called In Passionate Pursuit of God. And if you missed any of those, I encourage you to go back and, and get a hold of those. You can watch those broadcasts anytime at pearsonsministries.com. You can watch them from our app, the Legacy Studios app. We want to make sure you get a hold of these things. And if you can, get caught up with us in this. We began looking uh, in Psalms, the book of Psalms in the 63rd chapter, just starting in verse one. And I want to read several of these things again to you. Um, this is a picture of somebody who's hungry for God. Listen to several of these verses here and uh, we'll pick up with where we left off. Psalm, six, Psalm 63, excuse me, verse one. David wrote and said, God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. So I have looked for you in the sanctuary to see your power and your glory. Because your loving kindness is better than life, my lips will praise you. Thus, I will bless you while I live. I will lift up my hands in your name. My soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness, and my mouth shall praise you with joyful lips. When I remember you on my bed, I meditate on you in the night watches. Because you've been my help, therefore in the shadow of your wings, I will rejoice. My soul follows close behind you. Your right hand upholds me, but those who seek my life to destroy it shall go into the lower parts of the earth. They shall fall by the sword. There'll be a portion for jackals, verse 11, but the king shall rejoice in God. Everyone who swears by him shall glory, but the mouth of those who speak lies shall be stopped. The reason I read this whole chapter is because this 63rd chapter of Psalm is a picture of a person in passionate pursuit of God. This is what it looks like to passionately pursue God, to passionately pursue the things of God, the presence of God, the plan of God. This is what it looks like to have a heart that's after God. And I come back to this Psalm and I have for years, for years now, ever since I was a teenager, my late teenagers, my late teenage years, early twenties, I would, I would come to this Psalm 
And this would be the picture that I would hold up in my own life and say, okay, am I passionately pursuing God? And if I could say that these words were my own, then I knew that I had a heart that was passionately pursuing the things of God. But there have been other times in my life when I read this and I think, you know what? There's some areas I've got to come up in, renew some hunger, some fervor for the things of God. And that's why I look at this Psalm again, because it's a picture of a person in a passionate pursuit of God. And I fully intended when we began this series several weeks ago, I fully intended just to go verse by verse and expound on each verse and let the Lord talk to us about each one. But I think we did three broadcasts and never got out of verse one. I think actually we never made it past the first half of verse one. There's so much goodness in this. And as I got before the Lord over the last day or so, getting ready to come in here and and tape these broadcasts for you, I thought surely we'd be moving on now, but I just can't get past it. I feel like this whole series has become about Psalm 63.1, where David said, God, you are my God. And if you remember, we started this whole thing off by, by saying there's a difference between believing there is a God and claiming him as your own, being bold to claim God as your God. Bold in the face of people who don't believe like you do. Bold in the presence of people who would argue with you about it. Bold to take your stand and say, not only is there a God, he's mine. I claim him and he claims me. That's what David did here when he said, God, you're my God. I don't have any other gods. I have no other source. I have no other source of strength or supply. God, you're my God. And then he said, early will I seek you. We spent a long time, actually a couple of broadcasts talking about this word early. It means earnestly. It means, if you will, seriously. I'm gonna ask you again, are you seriously searching and seeking after God? Because right now, the world we live in, many people label their relationships relationships with others as casual. It's a casual thing. Hey, I heard you're seeing so-and-so. Yeah, it's, it's casual. I heard you've been going out with this one over here. It's casual. But I'm telling you something, God is not a fan of casual. He did not intend our relationship with him to ever be anything labeled casual. He is looking for people who are seriously seeking him. And that's what so many people are are afraid of in in their relationships with other people, men in their relationships with women and women with men. and, And it's People try to label it and they're just afraid of being labeled serious. Are you, are you serious with this person? Well, whatever kind of relationship you're in with people, let your relationship with God always be one of a serious relationship with him. What is that? It's one that's committed. It's not casual. It's not on again, off again. It's not going out with him, then breaking up with him, then going out with him and breaking up with him. This is a committed, serious relationship. And no more playing games with God. Games, game time is over. Let's grow up. Let's mature in our relationship with him. This word early is is a reference, like we said, to earnestly or diligently or seriously seeking him. But it also just means early. And what is early? Early is what comes before later. And that's the time to seek God whether it's early 
in the morning before the day has gotten started, before the noise and the clutter of the day is in your face and in your ears. You find that quiet time, that quiet place with the Lord. You seek him early. That's when you can hear him best. Now he's talking all day long, but I have found and so many others have found as well that it's in that quiet place. You hear him better there than you do anywhere else. Seeking him early. But it's better to seek the Lord early before the problem shows up than it is when pressure and problems show up and you are panicking and frantically seeking him. Now, there's never a wrong or a bad time to seek him, but take it from me and take it from experience. It's better, always better to seek him early. Early, David said, I will seek you. And, and as I, like I said, was getting ready to go on in some of these things, I got stuck there again. And I felt like the Lord just said, no, you're not done talking about what it is to seek him, to seek the Lord. You know, Jesus very famously said something in the book of Matthew. Um, you could look at it if you want to. I know you've heard it before, Matthew chapter six. And in verse 33, Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God. Well, what's the thing about first? The thing about first is there's nothing else before it. The first is always the first and everything else comes later. Seek first, he said, the kingdom of God and all these things will be added to you. But he was comparing there the way people seek things, the way people get things added to their lives. He said, people who don't know God, called them Gentiles. He said, they're all seeking the thing. They're all seeking the natural provision. But he said, if you seek first, in other words, I want you to start to think priority. What are your priorities? What you seek reveals what's important to you and what you seek first, what you do first in your day, what you, what you talk about first in your day, what you set your eyes on first in your day is a revelation to you of what's most important to you. That's why when we're going to talk about seeking, I want you to automatically correlate it with priorities. It's a revelation of what's important, what takes precedence to you. And Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added to you. And then in the book of Hebrews chapter 11, another one that I know you've heard before, but listen to what he said. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse six, it says, without faith, it's impossible to please God for he who comes to God must believe that he is and he must believe that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. There's that word diligently again. It's the exact same thing David said when he said early, earnestly, seriously, I am seeking you. Look at it again. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe. Now you gotta believe two things if you're gonna come to God. You have to believe, first of all, that he is. Now that makes sense, doesn't it? I mean, if you're going to come to God, you're going to have to start by believing he is. He exists. He's there. That's where faith begins. It begins with believing that he is. Why don't you just say it out loud right now? Just say, God, I believe you is. <laughs> I believe that you are. I believe that you exist. I believe in you. But it 
the scripture requires two things for you and I to believe. And it's the second one where the vast majority of Christian people, they, they leave it with the first. You ask Christian people, is there a God? Do you believe in the existence of God? And they say, well, yeah, of course I do. But that's not the only belief that he required. He didn't just stop with believing he is, believing that he is. He said, you must believe that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And this is like faith 101. This is where faith starts right here. Begins with believing that there is a God, but just as convinced that you are that there is a God, be that convinced that he's good. Be that convinced that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Be that convinced that he's not out there holding you at arm's length, but that he's thrown open wide the gates to the throne room and said, come on in, come boldly, and that he is a rewarder of those who do what? Diligently, earnestly, early, fervently, and seriously seek him. Are you a serious seeker of God? Because if you are, he's a rewarder. Now, one of the things I want you to begin connecting in your mind as we read these scriptures and in your heart is this connection between seeking God and the provision that comes as a result of it. I want you to begin to connect what happens on God's part after you do what's your part, which is just to seek him and seek him like David did in passionate pursuit of him, seek him early, seek him first, seek him passionately, fervently, and seriously. And then God has a response to it. And his response, we're going to see this in a number of places, but Jesus already said it. You seek first the kingdom and what's going to happen. All these things will be added to you. That's prosperity. Is it not? I mean, for everything you need, the desire of your heart to be fulfilled, these things being added to you by God, not you adding them to yourself, not you working and sweating and bleeding for the love of money and for the love of stuff. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about seeking God and the prosperity that comes as the result of that. God is not opposed to your prosperity, not at all. He wants you to increase. He wants you to be prosperous, but he wants you to do it his way. And his way is you put me first, you seek me first, and I'll add it to you. And just like we've read here in Hebrews 11, he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. That word rewarder literally means somebody who pays a wage. There's literally a, a financial connotation to this word rewarder. And of course, the reward that he adds to your life, the prosperity he adds is way beyond just money. That's a part of it, but it's on down the list, man. I'm talking about whole life prosperity. So I want you this, this week on this week's broadcast and on next week's, I know we can't cover it all in one. It might even take another one, but I want you to begin right now making this parallel connection between seeking God and prosperity, him adding to you everything you need, everything you desire. And for us in our ministry, you may hear us talk about these things a lot, 
But the reason is simple. We really believe this is a part of our assignment is to serve our generation with the word of God, teaching them to live by faith in the day of grace. And the reason I get so stirred up specifically about teaching other people how to prosper in God is because I believe that I am a part of one of the most generous generations that have ever lived on the face of the planet. I look around at my friends, those in, in my age, little younger, little older, those I know, those I, folks I don't know, and I see a common thread among us, and it's a, it's a propensity to give. It's a quickness to share with others. It's, a, it, it's this thing in us that doesn't have a hard time letting go. And I see that in our generation, and it excites me so much to think about a generation, a generous generation, who will trust God for increase, who will trust God for prosperity, who will trust God to bring bring finances into their lives, bring material things into into their lives. It excites me to think about that because that's a generation that can have a serious impact on the planet. When you put money in the hands of people who know what God wants done with it, he can get some stuff done, man. That's exciting to me. And that's why I preach prosperity the way I do. I preach it with with so much passion like we're seeing here because I want to see our generation prosper, but I want to see them do it with the plan of God in their heart. I want to see them do it with the anointing of, of God on their lives to dispense it, to prosper other people and to stand up and say, unashamedly, God is my God. And the same way he prospered me, he'll prosper you. Let's look at a couple more places in scripture. We're really gonna jump into the word in the time that we've got left on this broadcast. And then I want you to begin, like I said, to draw this connection between seeking God and prospering in God. And if you've got some sort of religious mindset or some sort of traditional stronghold in your mind that thinks God doesn't want you to increase. I want you to just right now begin letting him get rid of that in you. Let him start right now renewing your mind to how good he is. Yeah, I know you believe he exists. You got that. We've got that. But will you take this next step and be a believer in how good he is? Will you believe that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Let's go to the Old Testament and look at something that was said about several of these kings. And and we'll start something this week. I only have a few minutes left on this broadcast, but this will carry us over into next week. Look at some of these kings. We'll we'll spend a little time here in 2 Chronicles chapter 14. And if you don't have a Bible, we'll put these scriptures on the screen for you. This is about King Asa, king over Judah. And in 2 Chronicles chapter 14, verse two, it says, Asa did what was right in the eyes of the Lord his God. For he removed the altars of the foreign gods and the high places and broke down the sacred pillars and cut down the wooden images. In essence, what's he doing? He's saying the same thing that David said. He said, God, you are my God. Not all these idols that other people have set up, not all these other wooden images and all these things. As king, he went throughout the whole land of of Judah and destroyed all of that and made a proclamation when he did. And he said, the God is our God. Skip down to 
Well, just look at verse four. It says, he commanded Judah to seek the Lord God of their fathers. Man, it's one thing when you're seeking him, but it's another thing when the king of the nation sends out a decree and a command to the whole nation, seek God, put him first. Look at verse 70. Therefore he said to Judah, let us build these cities and make walls around them and towers, gates, and bars while the land is yet uh, before us because we have sought the Lord our God. We have sought him and he has given us rest on every side. So they built and prospered. They built and prospered. Let me ask you something. This is really what I intended to get to like 10 minutes ago, but I'll have to finish the broadcast with it. Just a simple question here. If you're reading these verses, just ask yourself this question. What did they do first? Did they seek or did they build? See, this king had it in his heart to build, to build up walls, to build up gates. The Lord had given them rest. He said, the land is ours and we're going to protect it. We're going to build. And that's, man, that's on the inside really of all of us. Inside everybody is the desire to build something. I mean, from the, from the dawn of time, man, man has wanted to build something with his hands and it's inside the heart of a king to, to want to build something and to, even to stand back and say, look what I have built. But let me ask you, did he seek first or did he build first? They sought first. Seeking always comes first. And I know we're right back to where we began, seeking first the kingdom, seeking early the things of God. But I want you to see the connection now because this king chose to seek God first, he built later. And whatever it is you're involved in, let me challenge you, seek first. Seek before you build. Seek before you get so involved in in these things. And and the reason I bring this up, I leave you with this one statement. And this is what I'm going to title this broadcast is out of this statement. So many people don't want to spend the time seeking before they start building. They see the need to build or they see the need of anything in their lives. And the nature of the need is such that it demands your attention. And people think they don't have time to just sit and seek the Lord first, but it's a lie. It's a lie because you will either spend time seeking and when you're seeking, you're preparing. That's what seeking God is. It's preparation time. And time spent seeking is never wasted time. Time spent preparing is never wasted time but you will either spend your time preparing or you will spend your time repairing. Whatever time you don't spend on the front end preparing, you'll spend it later having to repair what you've done wrong, having to repair what didn't go right. So the title of this message today is very simply this, prepare or repair. What's it gonna be? Whatever you're gonna set your hand to do, whatever it is you're getting ready to enter into, anything from building into a relationship, spend the time that it takes to seek God first because the prosperity of it is dependent upon you seeking Him first. That's early time. That's quiet time. That's priority time because in that time, He'll direct, correct, instruct, 
you'll get what you need in that time that you spend preparing. And if you'll prepare, you won't have to repair later on. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Legacy TV podcast. We hope you enjoyed this. And if you'd like to hear more of Jeremy and Sarah, subscribe to this podcast and download the Legacy Studios app. From there, you'll have access to the Legacy Television broadcast, the Legacy Letter magazine, and so much more. You can also visit pearsonsministries.com to contact us directly and find out how you can get involved with everything that's happening here at Legacy Studios. Be blessed today. We love you. Remember, you are always welcome here in the House of Faith. 